there's two paragraphs I'm gonna read. One of them is the second one is the longer, one of the longest of the story uh, in the whole story, and it's just some of the more evocative writing in a pretty tight spare story. So this is out in the cornfield. Anthony walked between the tall, rustling rows of green stalks. He liked to smell the corn, the alive corn overhead, and the old dead corn underfoot. Rich Ohio earth, thick with weeds and brown, dry rotting ears of corn, pressed between his bare toes with every step. He had made it rain last night so everything would smell and feel nice today. He walked clear to the edge of the cornfield and over to where a grove of shadowy green trees covered cool, moist, dark ground and lots of leafy undergrowth and jumbled moss-covered rocks and a small spring that made a clear, clean pool. Here Anthony liked to rest and watch the birds and insects and small animals that rustled and scampered and chirped about. He liked to lie on the cool ground and look up through the moving greenness overhead and watch the insects flit in the hazy, soft sunbeams that stood like slanting, glowing bars between ground and treetops. Somehow, he liked the thoughts of the little creatures in this place better than the thoughts outside. And while the thoughts he picked up here weren't very strong or very clear, he could get enough of them out, enough out of them to know what the little creatures liked and wanted, and he spent a lot of time making the grove more like what they wanted it to be. The spring hadn't always been here, but one time he had found thirst in one small furry mind and had brought subterranean water to the surface in a clear, cold flow, and had watched blinking as the creature drank, feeling its pleasure. Later he had made the pool, where he found a small urge to swim. So, I'll tell you right now, that's probably the most sympathetic Anthony's ever going to get in this story. Um, he is communing with the animals and trying to help them in his way. It's a very distant point of view, and that's kind of signaled by things like, somehow he liked the thoughts of the little, little creature, so the narrator's not going to presume. The narrator won't presume anything about Anthony in much the same way that the townspeople won't. Um, <laughs> right. And, you know, he found, this, he found a small urge to swim. So Anthony, he does have vaguely human impulses for all of his tremendous power. And, and in this passage, it can kind of seem like what he primarily wants is to go commune with nature and sit by himself. And that sounds nice. It doesn't really accord with most of what he does throughout the rest of the story. Um, like, like towards the end, he makes, you know, the climactic scene arrives out of the fact that he likes to make the townspeople come over to the house once a week and quote unquote watch TV. That is to say making sort of terrifying, but totally abstract shapes and sounds appear on the dead TV, which has no power <laughs> running to it. Um, and no, no one can fathom what he's doing. And the story doesn't try to fathom it. Anyway, I just think it's interesting how Bixby made at least that one brief move towards making him something other than this just raw malevolent presence tried to sort of show his stabs at being human and it's fairly clear that Anthony by the end is is failing at whatever whatever he's trying to be whatever bucolic thing he's trying to achieve he's not doing a particularly good job of it although perhaps those ferrets or whatever in his little grove think he is so hey hey everyone what you just heard is a preview of our latest exclusive episode to hear the rest and to access our entire catalog of exclusive content, as well as our patrons-only Discord chat, become a patron at patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. That's where you can support our work and make sure you get access to everything we do. patreon.com slash podsidepicnic.